me a mission, I got demons to slay. Communication made you talk in this way. Anxious world. What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody out there is staying safe. Um, I thank you for tuning in to this episode of Anxiety About Anxiety. I am your host, Keith. As you can see, I could talk a little bit better from last episode. Um, I had oral surgery a couple, about a week ago. Um, last Friday, I was not talking too good, but this week, um, I'm doing pretty good. I could talk a little bit, so um, I thank God that uh, he healed me fast. Um, it was uh, not fun at all. But um, on this episode, um, I'm going to bring you the story of Kyle Eric. And um, what you're going to hear from his story, he's basically going to talk about uh, dealing with uh, dealing with anxiety. You know, uh, growing up with a, a disability, cerebral palsy, and um, how they cause a lot of anxiety. You know, people uh, bullying him, you know, making fun of him, and uh, also, you know, feeling sorry for him. Um, it caused a lot of anxiety. And um, the title of his uh, episode is going to be called Learning to Be Okay with Not Being Okay. And um, that title right there, man, um, does something to me. Um, I've been learning to be okay with not being okay all my life. I've been going through so much in my life that I'm I'm almost numb to it. Like I'm okay waking up every day knowing that today, to, you know, today or might not be a good day for me. I'm okay. I didn't uh I didn't came I didn't came to grips with it. Like I I accept it. You know, um that's the reality that we all live with, you know, learning to accept what we wish we can't what we wish we could change, but we can't change. So I really, really love his title. And I think you guys are gonna, you know, really um get into his story um one thing that he said that has stuck with me for the last couple weeks um he mentioned um never be normal everybody has something that make them different like everybody has something wrong with them and um that stuck with me because um it's so true. We all have something wrong with us. We all have something that we're going through in life. No matter who you are, no matter your status, your celebrity, or whatever it may be, we all going through something. Everybody is different. Everybody is struggling in a way, you know. So never be normal, and um, that's gonna stick with me forever. Never be normal. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, shout out to Cal. For uh, you know, opening up on this podcast and you know, sharing his thoughts, sharing his experience, talking about everything that he's been through in life, you know, um, the difficulties of growing up with a disability, uh, not you know, letting his disability get the best of him, but at the same time, struggling with it, you know, struggling to fit in, struggling to figure out who he is, you know, um, and um, I just appreciate him uh, for you know, being a part of my uh, journey. And um, sharing it with you guys. Um, I want to thank everybody for the support out there. Um, I'm gonna keep on, you know, uh, bringing these inspirational stories to everybody. Uh, that's my goal. That's my mission. Um, I have a passion for this, and this is what I want to do. Um, 
once again, if there's anybody out there that's um, dealing with any type of mental health issue and uh, willing to open up and share their story and you never know who you may touch, you never know who you may help out. So if, if you're willing to share your story, I'm willing to listen. Um, please email the show at anxietyaboutanxiety at gmail.com. I promise you I will get your story out there. I will let your voice be heard. And um, it's just I, I believe that everybody can help somebody out for real. No matter you know what you've been through, if you just open up and talk, up, talk about it and share your experience, you never know who you may help out out there. And um, I want to say, Cal, Cal, Eric, you have helped me out. Um, just from hearing your story and, you know, you pushing through and you making it through no matter the adversity that you had to go through. Um, I feel it in my heart and some of your words that you you said in your, your story, man, I will forever hold and I will forever remember, especially never be normal because I know ain't nobody out there normal. When we all say we normal, we all going through something and the title. Learning to be okay with not being okay. <laughs> Man, I didn't learn to be okay a lot of times in my life. So a big shout out to Kyle. And um, I want everybody out there to stay safe. Take care of yourself. Be blessed. And um, yeah, without further ado, I bring you the story of Kyle Eric. Learning to be okay with not being okay. Everybody be blessed, and I will be back next week. Thank you. Hello, how you doing? My name is Kyle Eric. I am a freelance uh, audio, video editor, and podcaster, and I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression in my late 20s. I grew up with a disability known as cerebral palsy, and that affects the muscles. I... Um, as a result, have a very noticeable limp. So, growing up with this disability, there were a lot of questions. There were, uh, you know, there was questions from kids like, "Why do you walk like that?" There were adults like, "What else kind of help does he need? Why, you know, why does he walk like that? Will it get any worse?" Things like that. And there were the worst type of questions. Me questioning myself. Me questioning why I'm here. Why I, you know, why I have the disability that I do. What's my purpose? All of that for years. Until this day, I've stopped questioning my, I've stopped questioning myself as much, but the question of why you know, why I have what I have or or why I do what I do, that is still you know that's still there now i can confidently answer it like this is the way i was born you know uh, but growing up it wasn't always easy because you had kids on one side uh you know teasing me and then you had adults who would tell those kids to stop but yet they would pity me so it you know so at, at some point like which, which is which is worse getting teased because you're different or be or getting pitied because you're different and you think that that's gonna help you know um i went through the regular things that any kid would go through anxiety is about like 
you know, grades, um, anxieties about like crushes. You know, I had crushes on girls that I that, that were like way out of my way out of my league. They thought I was cool as a you know cool as a friend, but I thought you know, they they you know that they wouldn't like me because of my limp or because they thought I was weird stuff like that. So you know that you know so that was a journey on its own. Um, you know, a journey in in, in developing self confidence and. Uh, Going from growing up, going from the public school system where there were more kids like me who I could relate to, to the private school system where this one particular school did not have. Um, really, I think I was one of the only ones to actually have a noticeable disability, a noticeable difference until about sixth grade when they introduced us to a girl with Down syndrome who they always stuck me with. And I, I say I say it like that because that's how it that's how it felt. It felt like they were saying, Hey, she's different, you're different, you both have something you can relate on relate to, so every project we every project you do, we're going to have you guys partner up. And I brought this to the school you know, I brought this concern to the school and they thought I was being petty. So when I went back to the public school system, it was more of the same. Like you had, you know, you had uh, kids, you know, saying that I was uh, slow or retarded or, you know, just, just question, you know, just, just making, you know, just making fun like kids do because kids can be jerks, but so the heck can adults. You know, I would still be, I would still be looked at weird every time, and like I, I, to the point where I would expect it, and not to, and 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 also, you know, I am also a, you know, a black man living in America. So grow, so so growing up, there was there was a few more. You know, there was a few more things I had to go, you know, I had to go through besides just being a guy that was disabled. Um, there were certain things that I had always been afraid of. I was afraid of failing. I was afraid of, uh, of hurting myself. I was afraid of possibly going into, uh, possibly going to and to the hospital for another surgery. I, I was afraid of disappointing my parents. I was I was afraid of all the you know of all those things to the point where I just found, you know, solitude in TV and video games. You know, and I did not want to go outside. There were times where I had to actually be forced to go outside and stay outside. Because you know, obviously, the, your parents want you to you know want you to go outside and play, and that's stay stay in front of the TV all day, and plus it's better for you. But I was afraid of hurting myself, and 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 there were just certain there were just certain things that that stuck with me, you know, all way into like way into adulthood. <laughs> um, so I was diagnosed. With anxiety and depression, around the age of twenty-eight or twenty-nine, and how they went about doing this was my first psych evaluation was basically it, it all of like 15, 20 minutes because I I, I swear the the uh, the psychologist that was diagnosed that that 
was asking me was asking me questions was doing it just to get me out of her office um, because it seemed like she was in a rush then they had me go through it again with the same doctor this time instead of it being 10 to 20 minutes it was a full hour and while that was you know better than the first experience it wasn't enough to have a full evaluation so my family took it upon themselves to find a and to get a second opinion so we found another psychologist who was willing to work with me and that one took about seven hours almost almost eight hours to to do and that was a full series of tests that was questions that was memory tests that was uh you know that that was basically like you know like word associations everything then it ended with another series of questions and a lot of them had to do with your overall well-being and they talked about suicide attempts they asked about your family life they asked about your work life they act i think the only thing they didn't ask about was your sex life um now when it came to answering the questions of suicide attempts that i was familiar with because at nine years old i tried to take my own life because not knowing this at the time but i was just so depressed i was so anxious to just want to belong and i didn't feel like i did so at one point i tried to use a belt to choke myself to death after finding out about this my mother decided I needed someone to talk to and she you know and that was my first experience with therapy so answering those questions as an adult was too easy it was just way just way too easy yes 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 across the basically across the board um, but when I was finally diagnosed everyone who saw the everybody in my family who saw the test results said this explains so much it explains so much um so really that's just the that's just part of it but now i you know now i feel like i'm a little more confident i still have a lot of the same fears i don't worry about fitting in in life anymore i say never be normal because really everybody has something everybody has something that makes them different everybody has fears of of being looked at like they're you know like they don't belong but we're all the same you know so you can't so so instead of worrying about it it's more along the lines of okay what can you do for those who do worry about it so i started a podcast known as a for abled where we talk about these challenges that people go through and the biggest in the in the in the biggest message i want to get across is not to box people in i just want people to tell their truths to have a a place to to just be and talk about it for anyone who is going through it regardless of what the difference is i don't care if it's physical mental emotional point is we're all people so yes i still have my i still have my anxieties i've had a few bad anxiety attacks in my life like physically like physically my body would just would just start 
reacting to certain to certain things that that were changing in my you know in my life you know even if it was something positive it would you know send me into a state of almost you know shock uh one bad experience one bad experience i had my heart well it was a bad experience mixed with a good experience it was something that changed uh my you know my life but also it made me so nervous that it took me forever to go to sleep my my, my mind was racing my heart was was beating really fast my heart rate had gone like it spiked up and i just you know and and i got clammy it was everything you know i it it really um I think that was the worst attack I ever, you know, I ever had. Other than that, everything just stays in my head. And now I cope with it by, um, you know, by working on projects like recording, like, or, or, um, you know, hanging out with my, you know, hanging out with my friends and family. But now that we're in the age of COVID-19 at the moment, um, you know, I, uh, I find that my anxiety goes way, way up. So... Um, if I could give anybody advice on how to, you know, how to deal with, you know, with COVID-19, be aware of what they say in the news. Don't go by everything that you, that you hear and see, because that may or may not trigger something. And it may or may not be true. We all know that you can't trust everything that you see or everything that you read, you know, and that is another thing that that I feel um, that I feel triggers my anxiety because unfortunately this is not a trustworthy world we know this but figuring out what information to trust and who to trust like where what 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 sources do you trust like I don't I don't know and I think that's what it. I think that's what it is that triggers my anxiety the most. It's the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of trial by fire. A lot of things we we have to do the hard way in order to in order to learn. And in my case, it was learning that you're not always going to be light. You're not always going to be. You know, you're not always going to be cared for. You're not. You know, you're not always going to be looked at as a quote-unquote normal person because I have a disability and there are going to be people who don't understand, who will probably never understand, who probably do not want to understand. But there are also people out there who are willing to hear you out because nobody, nobody walks out of this world without scars. Nobody walks out of this world without scars. At least from my point of view, that's what it that's what it seems like. You know, there are people out there who are willing to listen to your story because they may have similar experiences or know someone and genuinely want to know what it's like. And then there are others that that will just say, "You know what? It's not happening to me, so move so I'm moving on." You know? So, anyway, I hope that um that whomever is listening to this can get something positive out of it just know that we're not alone we all go through our own journeys and sometimes we just need someone to talk to and that's okay it's okay not to be okay thank you